Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back to Hurt at Sports Radio. Wrapping up hour number one here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're going to talk to one of our friends from the Omaha Supernovas at 8.30. But I want to remind you, a week from tomorrow, the next home match for the Omaha Supernovas, February 3rd at CHI Health Center against the San Diego Mojo. Make sure you get to supernovas.com to see what you can get in terms of tickets. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again today. Got that 11-6 mark on Wednesday. Let's see if we can beat it. Listen, that's a Wednesday night. This one's on a Saturday, all right? We can beat 11-6 on a Saturday, folks. Let's see what we can do. Let's show the Omaha Supernovas and the Pro Volleyball Federation why this is the flagship franchise of professional volleyball in the U.S. You'll get to see the best talent you've ever seen on a volleyball court, NCAA champions, All-Americans, Olympians, all of them will be playing. Make sure you join the volleyball movement sweeping across the country. It's been in Omaha and Nebraska for a while, but the rest of the country is starting to take notice as well. Go to supernovas.com for schedule, roster, tickets, whatever you need to know. Supernovas.com has you covered. Uh, wanted to kind of take that conversation we were having and spin it off into some of the other coaching changes we've seen here. This one isn't really um, necessarily relevant to that conversation, but it is worth noting. I know it's not a huge uh, European football audience here, but uh, Jurgen Klopp, he, he's the manager of Liverpool. Jurgen who? Klopp. Like clip clop, like a, like a horse. A clip. Clap, a clippy, a clippy. Exactly. Clip, clap, clap, clap. No, I think that's hip hop. Oh, um, different song. He has been. That, that's the, the European version of the song. <laughs> he has been. It's the European soccer version of the song. Uh, he's been the manager at Liverpool since uh, I believe 2014 or 2015. He has basically overseen the best period of uh, of of the franchise's history. They're leading the Premier League again this year. He's said that he's re- he's resigning at the end of the year as far as we know there's no um there's no major scandals or anything like that he's in his mid-50s this is kind of like for an example this is kind of like jay wright retiring a couple years ago and we're just all like wait what uh we all thought there was more time left here um so that's a huge shock in that world in the nba world i was a little bit shocked a couple days ago when the Bucks, who were 30 and 13 at the time, I don't know if you know, that's pretty good. That's a good record. Um, they're what, just second place, a couple games behind the Celtics for first place in the East. Um, they let go of their head coach Adrian Griffith, and I. It was reported that it was chiefly because, uh, mostly Dame, but also Giannis to a certain extent did not like the direction of 
the where the team was going. And and it it kind of kept bringing up in my head like how much say should these players have over their coach? Because I I I get it to a certain extent, right? I understand I understand the because college players sort of do have a say, right? They choose where to go to college. Mm-hmm. They choose, and a lot of times that is based on who their coach is going to be, whether it's a position coach, coordinator, or head coach. A lot of those college decisions. More times than not, it's who the coach is. I right. Mean, when you see guys enter the transfer portal, it's when their coach either gets fired, he leaves, leaves yeah. he retires. And a lot of times they follow him, right? Um, we saw that with – we saw that with a bunch of guys leaving Alabama when Saban left. We saw that with a bunch of guys following DeBoer from Washington to Alabama when he took that job. It's very common. One of the biggest reasons players pick a school yeah, in Christian college. McCaffrey wanted to come to Nebraska. I don't know why the NCAA didn't allow it when Matt Rule got here. But, uh, you know, I, think I he's was got a little a, disappointed that he didn't get that waiver. I think he's got a year left. Um, he's not like that Miami tight end that's been used in nine years. Um, but – a lot of times it's because of the coach. So in the college level, you sort of have say over who your coach is, either by where you commit or where you transfer to. In professional sports, you don't really have a say in who your coach is. Now, if you're LeBron, you can probably sway that a little bit. If you're, you know, Michael Jordan was very clear, hey, I'm not playing for anybody but Phil Jackson. And Phil Jackson got let go and Michael Jordan retired, right? So he didn't really get a say in it. He kind of, they called his bluff and he's like, well, I guess I'm gone. But you, I wonder, because these players are so much more valuable to the franchise than coaches are, let's Amen. be honest, in, in 99% of the, the, the time, right? Especially these high-level players. I don't know if Dame is, but Giannis certainly is. I, I sit there and I wonder, okay, I, I get that players want to have some autonomy over their situation. At the same time, what we were just talking about with Coach Rule and taking ownership and the Bucks were expected when they brought Damon, hey, they're going to be the favorites in the East, and they've underperformed a little bit. I mean, 30 and 13, that's a good record. They're in a good spot. It's not like they're 500 and trying to figure out what to do. They, at what point is it, hey, you have to take ownership for what, you, what role you played in getting here? Like, especially Damon Lillard. This is a dude that's never won a championship. This is a dude that only made one conference finals ever. This is a dude that maybe doesn't have that sort of cachet to be like, yeah, I need a different coach. There's a, and frankly, one of the problems with the Bucks is the drop-off defensively from Drew Holiday, who they traded away in that Damian Lillard deal, to Damian Lillard, who is not a good defender. That's one of the major issues with this team. So at what point do you have to say, okay, is this Adrian Griffin's fault or is it the way the team was constructed that was handed to Adrian Griffin? And I just have a really hard time kind of weighing, okay, yeah, Giannis probably should get some say in who his coach is, but at the same time, is it Adrian Griffin's fault that Dame Lillard's never been a good defender? No, and I don't know if it's just that piece of it, um, because as you said, I mean, it's a it, this is a business. You know, players have so much say because it's not it's not a ranking scale of GM, coach, player, which is how everybody kind of looks at sports. Yeah, like no. players are the bottom of the barrel. No, it's in, in the NBA especially, it's player, GM, coach. Well, uh, like that's that's at least the ranking star scale. player. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, franchise player. But, but the player. players are looked at as, hey, I, yeah. I, I am the ultimate power. And then the GM is like, I'm going to listen to what my players want because I don't want my franchise guy to leave. Yeah. And then it's like, ah, well, I can replace a coach. Like, There's plenty of people that I can get mm-hmm. to come in and coach. And so that's why you have that sort of scale. And then you've got every other player below the coach. Right. But that, 
But, you know, you look at the Bucs, and, and here's what's made them successful this year. It's been that offensive piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the second-best offense in the NBA. And as you said, yes, you know, Damian Lillard isn't a good defender. Uh, but there were some things that Adrian Griffin did that, that also caused him to lose the job. Um, and it, it, was, it was sort of with that, those defensive bleeds, as you were saying, but he couldn't patch those up. Uh, there, were, there was no bandage to actually um, get these players to buy into Griffin's vision. He, couldn't hold, he didn't have a, a solid relationship with, with the key players on this team. Which is fair. Like, that's a fair reason. And, uh, you know, the issues started in training camp. You know, he clashed with an assistant head coach in front of the entire team, and that coach resigned a few days later. Who was that coach? Um, I'm pretty sure he was Damian Lillard's coach. Uh, and so, like, there, 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 there's one issue there. Mm-hmm. And when you already spark blad, bad blood in training camp, mm-hmm. what do you expect to get throughout the season with Dame if you fire his guy, right? And so there, there's other things, too. Like, there was a point in time uh, this season when – you know, Andre Jackson Jr. is like their young guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the guy. He's a rhythm disturber. He's a producer. He needs more opportunity. Yet, they lean, what is it, Christian Braun? Uh, Brown. Brown. Yeah. They, lead, they lean Christian Brown because of, um, I, I just don't know. Like they're guaranteeing him nightly minutes, so he develops into a factor come playoff time. Well, he's more offensively capable right now than Andre Jackson. Right, is. and right. but Andre Jackson is like I said, a rhythm disturber. Like this is somebody that you want in there, especially defensively, yeah. when you're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Andre Jackson's so, dramatically better off uh, defensively. Brown's it, a lot better. It's just about decision making. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, decision making kicked Budenholzer out, mm-hmm. and now it's kicked Griffin out. Well. If there's a championship window and you know you're in that window with who you have on your team, you need somebody that plays to the player, not plays to, I, I guess, himself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want to say that Griffin is selfish, but he was, he was hard-nosed, hard-pressed on what needed to be done. And so the Bucks looked at that situation and said, no, we kind of need to lean more into who we got right now because they don't want to lose out on the talent they have. It's kind of like your Curry example that mm-hmm. you always bring up. Yeah. Like, the Bucks are building for their championship. Meanwhile, the, the Warriors, even though Steve Kerr's a great coach, mm-hmm. the Warriors are kind of just settling with, with, with the comfortable thing and not, like, taking it one step further, not, not trying to go the distance again. They're, they're trying to just do it with Curry because he's Curry. Mm-hmm. But they also need those extra pieces. What, what led Golden State to all of those championships? Well... Uh, not just Curry, but they got Durant at one point in time. Mm-hmm. And that's another superstar. So when you have a superstar like Dame and you have a superstar, a super superstar, because he's a freak, like Giannis, this is your window. You're in that championship window. You need a guy that knows that. And who is that guy? At least for this team right now, Doc Rivers. Well, they hope. And I think we met Pat Connaughton, not Christian Brown, for the, in terms of the rotation piece. But um, the – my issue isn't necessarily like, oh, Adrian Griffin shouldn't have been fired or Adrian Griffin shouldn't should have kept the job or whatever. I don't even know if Adrian Griffin should have been hired in the first place. My point is more at what there has to be a, a, a position where the players have to take some level of accountability for what's happening. And I don't know if that's what happened here. Like, 
I don't know if half a season's enough to figure out if Adrian Griffin's the guy or not. What we do know is Doc Rivers has some level of success. He's also a little bit like Sean Payton in the fact that he hasn't won a title in about 16 years. So he's kind of trading in on an old chip there uh, for a while. But coming up next, we're going to get to some of the sports moments that live rent-free in our head coming up next on Hard Sports Radio.